Warning, the following podcast is not intended as financial advice, and the hosts may or may not have open positions in the commodities discussed. Listeners are advised not to make any investing decisions based off of our inaccurate, poorly informed insights. If you take anything we say seriously, you are fucking stupid. Should you follow our recommendations, may your parents become ugly and your children ill-mannered. Amen. <sighs> been a while. I've been, uh, you guys been practicing your bits? I got six bits ready to go. <laughs> I got a, I got a character for y'all. Um, it's the world's first uh, South Asian cowboy. Um, well, hello there, ma'am. Could I bother you to put some lamb vindaloo in the brim of my 12-gauge hat? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm a 12-gallon hat, damn it. 12-gauge hat. Wait, also, you think that cowboys wear 10-gallon hats? That was the laziest. You just switched out one detail. Man, would you would you oblige me and fill my shotgun shells up with samosas? <laughs> Ma'am, as you can see, I am riding an elephant. See, that's good. That's, that's detail. This is a different type of horse. <laughs> We ain't got the same horses where I come from. <laughs> We're a far ways away from Pondicherry. <laughs> and there's a there's a guy sitting on the porch of the saloon, but instead of playing the banjo, he's playing a sitar. Yeah. <laughs> local plants with him in the town. <laughs> yeah, he's growing like Indian gourd. <laughs> like like <laughs> Oh my god, dude, Mumbai Gulch. Welcome to episode seven of Not Financial seven, Advice. Really? I believe we're on seven. God's number. Uh, <laughs> is that true? Isn't? Don't people say that? Isn't? I thought it was eight. I feel like seven has biblical. Wait, wait, are you, oh, no, are you, are like you arguing Chinese. about the episode number or what God's number is? <laughs> what God's number is? I mean, aren't they both the same question when you think about it? Fair enough. Fair enough. God, uh, six seven eight triple nine eight two one two. Two eight one three three zero. Little Houston reference for my listeners. Sorry, keep going, Beach. Apologies to our listeners for our brief hiatus. Uh, Rohit and I had to take care of some. Business in the Turkey Syria region of the world. Nothing uh, <laughs> bad or the Turkey Syria region. Yeah, yeah we just be, like... the, the, there happens to be a pretty good name for that region of the world. <laughs> <laughs> we just had Commonly to talk used. to some of our business connects. Uh, we just had to like tie up some loose ends. Anyways, we're back. It, it's it's called what should be Israel. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stay out of politics, guys. All right. I want to say for the record that this is a Zionist podcast. Everyone on this podcast. No, Zach, we talked about this. You cannot hijack the podcast. Oh, you would say hijack the podcast. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, Zach. Zach is pissed off that uh, uh Benjamin Netanyahu like has not formed a coalition government yet. He's livid about that. <laughs> Zach I'm is just pissed he hasn't responded to my emails. <laughs> Zach is pissed he wasn't invited to the Turkey Syria trip, Rohit, and I went on <laughs> the, the summit you guys held in the Turkey Syria yeah, region. <laughs> Dude, Bij, me and you on a freaking hot air balloon in Cappadocia, Turkey. I could see that. Dude, the two of you, Erdogan pulling the strings. Oh my god. <laughs> fucking vibing dude texting our boy hey uh, erdogan pull up (laughs) (laughs) wearing all white linen robes dude (laughs) to help the desert heat uh oh is that the the actual function of the white robes yeah is it supposed to keep you cool i think i don't (laughs) why not just wear white t-shirts look cool feel cool Well, I think why, why not wear some white Nike dry fit? No. <laughs> <laughs> when they're when they're robes, it also makes you better at handling tigers, which is oh. what Arab, Arab people love to do. <laughs> I forgot that increased your tiger handling skill points. <laughs> That's I've seen so many videos of Arabs that just like handle a tiger. They're just hanging out and smoking a hookah with the tiger in the room. And Anytime just, like, I think about those white linen robes, I think of like the dudes on the side of the freeway when the Lamborghinis come by doing the like two wheel drifting <laughs> oh my so, god yeah it would <laughs> be so, so cool imagine this podcast but if the four of us were like saudi oligarchs yeah. <laughs> oh, so fun yeah we talk about like we don't even talk about stocks we just talk about like countries that yeah are, every like... every stock every rate of stock every week is saudi aramco yeah, i'm, I'm five bullish on estonia <laughs> <laughs> We just like visit countries and like buy a rolls just for like a two week trip and just leave it in like a ditch somewhere. <laughs> <we're just laughs> it. Did uh, y'all have many um rich like Arab students in college? There were a couple where where Nick and I went to school and they they would just drive these like metal all metal Lamborghinis at Turkey around. Syria <laughs> University. <laughs> yeah, at, uh, at at Kurdistan International School. <laughs> Oh my god. Wait, what kind of cars did they have? Like Lamborghinis that were like med- metallic chrome and they just drive them around west campus of UT Austin, which is like not the place a Lamborghini belongs at all. But uh dude, why not? Sick. That's lit. Uh speaking of movement, uh I, I, this week mm-hmm. there was speaking of driving, transportation. It <laughs> made me think <laughs> It made me think about... Yeah, dude, the, you're getting the, good with today, the Today, uh, in the news, we're talking about cars. <laughs> Another mode of transportation is a bike, and a company that makes stationary bikes that don't move is, is Peloton, uh, which was just in the news because they had to issue a recall of all of their Tread and Tread Plus treadmills because... So not their bikes. Not the bikes. Um, yeah, there's two models of treadmill they sell. It's tread and then tread plus and two miles. Oh, two models. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> that'd be cool. Two miles of treadmills, <laughs> yeah. world's longest treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> you believe it defeats the point of a treadmill? The creator, he makes yeah, it. Yeah, dude, it's, like, in, it's in an oval. <laughs> the creator makes it. He's like, I have no fucking clue why I created this. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess that would just be like a people mover at the airport, right? <laughs> It's like a lazy Whoa. river, but a treadmill. <laughs> There's no way out. There's no way out. Uh, but anyways, they had to issue a huge recall because 
the uh, consumer protection agency said there have been 70 reported incidences incidences of people injuring themselves on their treadmills and 29 of those reports were injuries to children and the injuries include second and third degree abrasions broken bones multiple fractures lacerations brain injury and then one child actually like died uh, after getting crushed by one of their treadmills. What do you mean? But d- that's don't an NFA just... no no. <laughs> <laughs> don't children just Yikes. wouldn't any treadmill do that? What what is special about this treadmill that it kills children? Well, it's I, two so... miles long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. They could probably they, yeah. hey, they had guys, to call their world longest treadmill. You, you could probably make <laughs> Road a little side shorter. attraction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, treadmills, treadmills generally must be pretty dangerous. I mean, how many treadmill deaths per year are there? No, I think you're right. Like, I think... Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I found a stat that in 2019, there were 22,500 emergency room visits in the U.S. Oh, oh my that God. were treadmill-related. <laughs> oh, my God. And 2,000 of those involved children under eight years old. So you are right. Like, treadmills are generally dangerous. That's I think the 22,000 YouTube videos I'd like to watch. <laughs> There are uh, 17 deaths involving treadmills between 2018 and 2020. So, like, eight a so year. Peloton's doing relatively well. No, I think you're, like, you're like right. Because, like, uh, generally treadmills are dangerous. Some people have been pointing to the fact the Tread Plus, I think what makes it plus is that it has, like, special, the Tread. It's three miles. <laughs> the longest one ever they keep topping themselves <laughs> all of their r&d goes to just making the treadmill longer <laughs> but like it's not really r&d you just do more of it <laughs> tread plus has spikes i think the tread plus is like padded so it's better shock absorption and because of that it's like more elevated off the ground so it makes it easy to for kids to Get go under. Under it, but yeah, I don't think I don't know if dude, imagine your kid getting under dude, it what? and then you're like, I'm gonna go for a run, <laughs> and you're just freaking curb stomping little Mikey. Dude, freaking jigsaw over here. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna play a game, son. <laughs> wanna work yeah. out with daddy. And the the solution <laughs> the solution to my saw game is you just stop working out. <laughs> He's like, no, I gotta. <laughs> I, I need to exercise. But yeah, I, Nick, didn't Nick, didn't you invest in Peloton? How do you feel about this as a shareholder? Oh, I am for no killing, being responsible yeah, to, a, for killing a child. Yeah, as a voter. Yeah, mine. They use the like capital for my investment to like actually like design like that specific <laughs> treadmill. That Nick specific has blood thing. on his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have like a live feed on that treadmill to my computer to see. Anything. How how funny is that? Like we've talked about like Palantir and Goldman and stuff on here before but all like like uh, peloton is the one company where like they're evil <laughs> like, they, <laughs> yeah. they kill people that's our that's yeah. our take dude every no. company is ethically fine to invest in except peloton <laughs> dude yeah the u.s government getting into like contract with peloton to kill you many children with long treadmills <laughs> <laughs> we're like dropping them all over the middle east <laughs> uh Little I think that... Akbar won't know what's happening when he's faced with a five-mile treadmill. <laughs> I think you you raise an interesting point, Zach, though, about, like, is this what's dangerous about their treadmills? Because during my research, I found that there's an official Peloton owner Facebook page, which is private. <laughs> 
and has 423k members. Jesus. Uh, and apparently there's been like a I don't know if this represents the whole everyone on the page, but there has been like a movement amongst people on the page that are like people like rallying to defend the company, being like Peloton's being treated unfairly by all this <laughs> coverage. Like that kid deserved. No, they're not saying that. But <laughs> they're like apparently like some because like I feel like people joke about how Peloton is a cult, but I think there are like like psychos who are like who feel like Peloton's getting done dirty by the media. Also well, to backtrack, what 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 makes Peloton special? Like not not tr- even trying to be serious. Like what differentiates it from just other workout equipment? So it's just a it's well a I guess it it is a really nice bike, the bike itself. It is very expensive though. Um I do own four Peloton. Yeah. Uh full disclosure, little bit of a conflict here. No, uh <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty nice bike, but the issue is it's hooked up to a TV, which is like a whatever fancy iPad, um, and you have to pay for it on a monthly service on top of buying the bike. So that's where a lot of the price comes in. I think the bike's probably what like fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars, and then the the service itself is like thirty or forty dollars a month on top of that. And it's it's basically a SaaS model. So I don't believe you can use the bike if you don't pay for it on a uh, monthly basis. And sorry, I looked it up. The Peloton standard is 1900 and the Peloton plus is $2,500. Um, that's Good to Lord. buy the bike straight up. Why do that when you could put $2,500 into GameStop? <laughs> 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 all right. All right. And then uh, buy the company. <laughs> I do. I do kind of feel though, right. Where it's like, like it is, if you want a treadmill, just buy a regular treadmill. I guess unless you're, I think some people though, with gym stuff, I'm not one of those people, but I feel like some people like can only go to the gym if they're doing a class, you know? Right. If you're into like group classes, it's, it's apparently a great motivator because it's it's like live <laughs> or whatever. But, you know, to each their own, I suppose. I feel like I work, at, is... a, I work out at a CrossFit gym. So, you know, I'm ki- I'm killing it. Yeah. Rohit needs to you need to disclose your like gym loyalties. Rohit does the cool pull ups that give him concussions. Yeah. yeah, The, the ones that Marjorie Taylor Greene does. Yeah. yeah that's, I just do my workouts after her. Do you got to do the play with a big tire or are you not at yeah. that level yet? I do do tire flips. I did them last this week, actually. Dude, Hell yeah. Rohit always getting stuck under the big tire. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'll die because another big guy comes and he's trying to lift it and then drops it on me. Similar to a Peloton treadmill. <laughs> Right. Uh, There's got to be could... more CrossFit deaths than Peloton deaths. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, how many you... CrossFit deaths have there been? <laughs> and who makes those fucking tires? <laughs> that must really bring the group down. Oh, my God. Workout. Wait, did I ever Someone tell you the story? Died. This is this is like tangential, but it does have to do with like physical fitness in a group setting. Uh, have you ever been to like a sky high or like a group trampoline place? Oh, yeah. We went to Nick. We went to Jumpoline, I think, in Austin. Jumpoline. Oh, yeah, that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. So we, we had sky high and like for my friend's 21st birthday, we went maybe a little a little inebriated. Everyone having a great time. But the, the open trampoline park was packed, right? You got kids. You got a, weird adults. Mm-hmm. You got us drunk people. Dude in the middle of the park we did not know tries to do a backflip and lands on his head in the divider between the trampolines uh, and like is just laying there twitching <gasps> and then all this group of little kids just start like jumping over him and like laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then eventually eventually another adult was like holy fuck like rob is down <laughs> rob like, is down <laughs> Like an EMT came and stuff, but it was one of I think the most like macabre thing I've seen in my life. Just like these little children like bouncing over this man who was probably paralyzed. You know how like uh, on the roadside on like lampposts or a cyclist side, there's like the white 
yeah. like bicycle with flowers that spot on the in the trampoline park <laughs> is just, there's just a bouquet of flowers there now <laughs> yeah people have like the like the the virgin mary candles <laughs> <laughs> i forgot yeah because showing up there in my mind i just thought it's one huge trampoline but obviously it's a series <laughs> of trampolines connected by divine <laughs> i remember when we went to the trampoline place in austin uh, outside was just teens uh, beating the shit out of each other and like cheering. <laughs> they're just like they're just like fighting. Like, the real what? party's out here. <laughs> Did, now was that like? Do you think the trampoline battle escalated to the streets, or is it vice versa? <laughs> <laughs> they fought and then yeah. went inside to jump. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker, double bouncing me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's such a funny way to announce that your friend has uh is has has had a seizure or is dead. Just John is down, <laughs> dude. Just all these little kids just like barely jumping over this guy who's like his like paunch is breathing up and down and like <laughs> can't move his arms. <laughs> oh God. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, back to back yeah, to back Pelot. to Pelot, Kids, kids are dying on the streets due to it. Uh. Peloton, dude, yeah, the, Peloton's the new crack. <laughs> so their response was like, at first their CEO, Peloton epidemic of the nineties, <laughs> CIA is planting Pelotons on black people. <laughs> uh, so their CEO at first, like when they were getting complaints about the danger, was resistant to doing anything, and now has just like totally pivoted and is offering both a refund to anyone who wants it and also which i thought was weird is they'll offer to for free the company will move your peloton to a different room in your house for you if you want hmm. i don't know what <laughs> like what that would do what is that what is that Wait. also i feel like it's more of an inconvenience to like have someone come all like and like move every, just do it yourself i feel like it takes three minutes what what is the like logic behind that being a safety boon i guess if it's like your kid's doesn't go into a certain room in the house or if it's harder for them to access. Oh yeah, you put the Peloton in the BDSM room. Yeah. <laughs> hey Johnny, this is this is the fuck room, all right? You're not welcome. So <laughs> we fucking get fit. They also, which I thought was funny, like uh also added in their safety warning, like make sure that kids under 16 and pets don't use the machine <laughs> or don't go near the machine. <laughs> <laughs> a hamster on a treadmill. Oh, <laughs> Well, um, that's so their cute. stock did bounce back though because they they had insane sales. Their sales were up almost one hundred and fifty percent. So their the demand for them is still strong. But Nick, why did you get out of them? Because um, you bought in early pandemic, did you not? Yeah, I bought in early pandemic, and honestly, it was kind of the reason of it being such like so tied to the pandemic, and I was like. Oh, this like even like you're saying like the bike like the bikes are so expensive and on top of like a monthly subscription it's like yeah no it's cool but it's like it's clearly focused on like quite affluent people like to get this like not many you know like it t like, you have to make a certain amount of money to be like my home bike is going to be two thousand dollars and have like a forty fifty dollar subscription on top of that every month. And so I was like, um, well, the way they sell it, though, is a lot of people pay upwards of $100 a month for for gyms. 
and you um so peloton is like the per monthly price basically with that plus the membership it's maybe a little bit over but that's basically how they package it is think about it on a monthly basis to what you're paying for a gym um i think starting at 64 dollars a month i'm on their website right now that they advertise that so with the monthly membership that's about a hundred bucks a month um which is comparable to a lot of gyms now me i'm a planet fitness Uh oh just triggered the (laughs) lunk meter Dude, the, dude, first of all, it's the fucking lunk alarm. Sorry. <laughs> second of all, second of all don't ever disparage Planet Fitness, dude. They have the most genius marketing scheme in the entire world, which is that you literally, you cannot cancel your Planet Fitness subscription unless you do it in person at the gym where you opened the account. So I have been paying Planet Fitness uh, downtown Chicago $19 a month since my time at The Onion five years ago. <laughs> Yeah, Zach is Zach has been begging for the next boy. I've literally to be lost Chicago. Like, like I need to visit that Planet Fitness. It's, it's like over. It's like twelve hundred dollars. You could have bought a Peloton. <laughs> Zach. Also, the, the best part about Planet Fitness that I miss so much is that on because not only was there the Lunk Alarm, uh, but it's not the Lunk Meter. I don't think it is. Wait, okay. what, what is the lunk meter? It's, it's like any- if, you, if you grunt or drop a weight over a certain noise, um, it starts like calling you out. Like an alarm goes off. Like you're a lunk. Like because their whole thing is um, we're broad based no for bro. everyone to come in here. This isn't like for meatheads. Uh, so don't be like a screamer or whatever. So you like, and it goes off pretty easily. Yeah, no, no squirting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just piss, anyways. Um, no, but <laughs> yeah, no, dude, check it out. It's it's definitely the lunk alarm, and I would know seeing as I owe them so much fucking money. But also, I seeing as I set it off multiple times <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesdays each week. Uh, it was pizza night at Planet Fantasy. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. So, like, at the front of the gym, maybe this is just a Chicago thing, but there would just be, like, 15 open, lukewarm pizzas that people could come by and just take a slice while they're working out In after. Between sets. Like, yeah. Dude. Oh, oh, man. Just Dude. sweating on this, like, lukewarm pizza. Dude, also, it was, like, if you had, like, the pro membership, which is, like, twenty four ninety nine per month, you could get unlimited massages in their massage chairs, which were like basically just like like roller coaster simulators. Like <laughs> they had no padding; it was just like metal smashing you. <laughs> Dude, that place fucking rocks. Like I'm I'm happy I still pay them. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what Zach does when he thinks he's supporting a local business. <laughs> <laughs> supporting Planet Fitness Chicago. <laughs> I thought a bad deal. Nineteen a month. To get like all you can eat pizza once a week, like that comes out to <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and free shit. Go get the pizza and leave. Uh, all right. I mean, yeah, I think this pel- this thing with Peloton, it's like a road bump, but I think the stock will probably just recover <laughs> and it'll just be like an okay stock, right? Oh yeah, I think it's it's a great company. I think they're 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 here for a while. Um, they're. Their expansion plans are obviously to fight what Nick just talked about, which is that they're expensive and they're they're kind of in that equinoxy kind of crowd. I think that's probably their next obvious expansion is to get into like the this bike's seven hundred dollars and it's way more accessible. Oh god, just just imagine how dangerous those will be. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, them. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, just like gears like rattling. <laughs> it's made out of connects. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this, but Planet Fitness has been criticized for prohibiting certain weightlifting exercises, such as deadlifts and clean and jerks. Wait, 
if you do it, then like, will someone come and stop you? I guess, How do they yeah. enforce this? In 2010, Men's Health Magazine called Planet Fitness the worst gym in America. <laughs> Yo, fuck, fuck those fucking people. Fuck that writer. Fuck that shit. They added an asterisk, however, that said not the Chicago. <laughs> the- <laughs> back and we back all right chance listeners it's out it's every other day there's more news about crypto everyone's <laughs> everyone's talking about it all the kids are doing it so for this segment you would usually do a rate a stock where we would you know give you a stock and then we would all give it our rating but we thought we'd do a special limited edition release of the rate of stock segment for this episode and do a rate of crypto uh so for this week we're all gonna rate ethereum which is one of the most popular like obviously not as popular as bitcoin but it's up there as one of the most popular uh cryptocurrencies and full disclosure i watched a vice documentary about ethereum like three years ago and all i remember about it is that it was some like russian kid who made it so i feel like one of you guys can intro Ethereum better than I could. So someone start us off. What what the fuck is Ethereum? What is it? That's got to be a row hit. Freaking blockchain. <laughs> it's, no. Oh, okay. I'll try my 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 hardest to explain it, but uh, I, I'm also not the best at it. Um, so you have Bitcoin, which basically kicked off what the blockchain could be. Um, so there's the ledger, which is basically the open network of what all is being exchanged. The whole point of the cryptocurrency world and <clears throat> the blockchain world is that everything is public and every computer has access to the ledger as it constantly updates. It's hosted by everyone, not a centralized source. So Bitcoin, what's being traded on, on the ledger is a Bitcoin. Um, it's basically a store of value. Um, we can talk about Bitcoin today or another episode, whatever, but that has its own shortcomings and that's what Bitcoin is. Um, Ethereum was basically a project that took the, the value of Bitcoin or, or like what Bitcoin was, essentially what it represents on the blockchain and said, what if we use that technology to spread other things? So not just money or a store of value, but uh, contracts or how things can be spread or information or text messages um, sent over the blockchain instead of a centralized server. So in theory, instead of, um, you know, our data or our text messages or our WhatsApp messages, whatever, being stored by Facebook, Microsoft, Google, whoever the big tech companies are, it's stored decentralized. It's stored by everyone on a generated network of, of computers everywhere, of people using the um, Ethereum network. Uh, so that's basically the the theory behind Ethereum. And then the actual coin for Ethereum is 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 called Ether, which is what Ethereum token is. Um, and that's what you're trading. And so Ether has like a value. And like Bitcoin right now, it is also mined in an extremely environmentally unsustainable way of uh, people solving Sudokus, essentially. So Ethereum's like, what if we took Bitcoin and like made it freaky, basically? And put actual information on it. Um, put exactly like contracts on it um put it put actual data on it instead of just bitcoin x goes to person y yeah like you can build things out of it like it doesn't have to be just like this thing to be traded like 
Right. Ethereum is like incentivizes you to use like the Ether blockchain, but it's like Right. And that's why when you hear about a lot of new cryptos and stuff, they often they're they're built off of the Ethereum network um, because Ethereum kind of made a lot of the rails for that information transfer. And then you can just kind of add on a new altcoin on top of that or new contracts on top of that stuff like that. So that's kind of what Ethereum is. And then in what it actually happens becomes as an investor is what the value of it is as a, as a source of information transfer. Um, what what you know. So like. Do you think it's worth buying Ethereum? Well, I mean, one one thing that like Ethereum is really, and I mean, Nick and Rohit are kind of speaking about this, but like the thing that's really cool about what that blockchain can do is that like, whereas Bitcoin can only basically trade between person X and person Y, the person who is buying the Bitcoin and the person who is selling the Bitcoin, Ethereum can add in a third party. So you could like basically do like escrow payments through Ethereum mm-hmm. without having to use a lawyer, without having to use a bank, without having to do any of it. You just use the blockchain. And that's what's uh, which like is a, like an actual utility. That's the phrase like smart contract, right? Like before a exactly. deal goes out, you can say only transact this deal if X party and Y party and Z party do this, this and this. And then it's like a set system of rules. There's no like lawyer or corruptible base that can m- bend but, those. But the drawback of that also is that it only executes exactly to the letter of the contract. There's no room for wiggle, like because it is executed immediately. So the, for for a scumbag like Nick, yeah. this is a huge no, but problem. I, no, but Nick's always like, trying I mean, to fleece no, him for the, a little bit no, more. Have, <laughs> Give me that ether. <laughs> no, but when you have increasingly complex um, like contracts, right? You have to make sure that every single contingency is like correct. And like so that it executes correctly, because if there's no like spirit of the contract, like that you can like, oh, I can understand your situation, like whatever, where you could do with like a human intermediary, like a central bank or whatever those things are. You don't have that with Ethereum. It has to be executed. It's executed immediately and it's executed exactly to the letter. So it's like it's like doing a contract in blood, basically. When you do it on Ethereum. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of tight. I'd invest in that. Uh, I, I do think it's a pretty good investment. It's probably more... Well, Bitcoin's like... A, there's been so much written about it, but it, it's it'll probably just grow infinitely at this point, right? But I, I like Ethereum personally because I think it has actual value. Like, it, there is actual stuff being exchanged on it. Um, th- there's legitimate use case versus... Bitcoin, um, it's become a store of value that I think most people agree will just grow and grow. But like for whatever reason, no one really knows, uh, except that it's a store of value. Well, yeah, Bitcoin is more akin to gold, where it's like like gold doesn't actually serve like any functional utility outside of looking good. Bitcoin is like very similar. Like there's only a finite amount of Bitcoin in the same way there's only a finite amount of gold. Um, But it is a way to like exchange currencies. Um, and store value. Whereas Ethereum, it's like, if you, you can use the programmable smart contracts, uh, or like what their, what their charge is to the world is to use the programmable smart contracts to like change every industry, basically. Um, like the Ethereum blockchain is how you're seeing like NFTs and how you're seeing like, you know, the new, the, yeah, the new movement of like digital art and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it does have more utility than, than, uh, Bitcoin. So as opposed to gold, it's like clay, you can sculpt it. 
how you wish. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Ethereum, right? That's a good metaphor. Dude, yeah, we should start, yeah, we should start calling Ethereum clay. Yeah, dude, you're trading trading clay, bro. Digital clay. Think of it as digital clay. Um, Yes, and and Ethereum was also founded, you're correct, by a a Russian kid, uh, like Vitalik Buterin, um, and he is now 27 years old, and he has over a billion dollars in Ethereum. I will say his, he actually kind of looks like Russian Jack Ma. Call back to our previous episode but he has a similar like head i think yeah okay okay similar vibe yeah um yeah because i remember the vice documentary he was like 12 and it was just like i love crypto and he was this kind of like whiz kid and then (laughs) is ethereum last meal i had was sandpaper (laughs) we drink vodka we trade crypto that's russia I was tired of eating goulash, so I made crypto. <laughs> I made crypto. <laughs> now I eat cyber goulash. <laughs> now I'm making clay. <laughs> I was tear gassed in the protest. <laughs> uh, so because Ethereum, like Bitcoin, is decentralized, like even though it was made in Russia, like the Russian government can't control it, right? That is that is the one huge benefit of uh, crypto <laughs> is that it can't be touched by any one individual. I mean, well, uh, Bitcoin actually uh, and Ethereum can have drawbacks because miners can actually um, game the system by like entering and exiting and, and mining at certain points. But but that's like a, on a mass level. Um, there's no one individual who can screw up a market in the same way that uh, a company, you know, Lehman Brothers crashing would bring down. But the there world, are you know. people who like code ethereum so if there's changes to ethereum they can change the code to ethereum and like say like you wanted to change from like proof of like work to proof of stake or whatever like those sort of things or like how when they have like those like half like you know when they like like you know or like when you know when you get a reward for mining and stuff like that you can change the payout they can but but it is very like um said many years in advance and it's it's like an it's an organization that runs it um at least how it's done i i don't they can't like um enter the source code like an engineer at amazon could and be like oh you actually ordered this three days ago you know it's like that part is completely ledgered i think what they're changing is uh what, what nick just referenced is right now to earn an ethereum or a bitcoin you have to basically mine one you have to do a um you have to do you have to show proof of work by solving a sudoku and in doing so you earn bitcoin the issue with that is it creates an insane amount of environmental environmental impact um but the the reason that it causes an environmental impact is because to solve the sudoku you need a fuck ton of electricity to run all of the computers necessary to solve this advanced sudoku fucking assholes dude i've been trying to get a freaking 3080 for so long but it just keeps (laughs) getting it just keeps they keep getting um nvidia and you know all the um graphics companies they their new lines of graphics cards even are they have this thing where they said, oh, if you use this for crypto, we've put in code to basically cut its efficiency by 25% in a way to stop Bitcoin farmers. But of course, some kid found how to hack it in like 10 minutes. And so now it's just being bought out by uh, like basically, I mean, what, like a majority of, of Bitcoin and, and probably Ethereum now is farmed in China. Um, 
there's just these huge farms where it, it it's mined and so it's a huge environmental impact i mean um, more so than like the entire large countries of how much power they use and so in the next one to two years ethereum is moving from that proof of work to what's called proof of stake which is that ethereum is actually produced when you uh you have to own it to kind of it's a very complicated process but you basically like the more you own the more you're able to basically um show collateral and then instead uh create ethereum and you get a small kickback for doing so uh, it's actually a bit more like democratic in, in that way too and that it actually doesn't always benefit um just whoever has a billion uh of the newest graphics cards you gotta spend ether to make ether baby that's what i would say <laughs> <laughs> um so that is the big quote-unquote answer to what people are complaining about with nfts uh with ethereum or just crypto in general of it ruining the environment which definitely does um but that is the quote-unquote fix but there's also um you know there are also special interests at play in this because ether like ethereum has said that they're going to get this like switch over to proof of stake but then a lot of these miners um make a lot of money and they make more money under the proof of work um scenario so a lot more yeah a lot more money and so they have a vested interest in keeping it at proof of work instead of proof of stake so in like in some respects it's like you know when is that going to change but still the essence of like its capabilities remains the same like things can be built on top of it and you know it can be used as a based off of my uh thorough knowledge i would say that if i were given like a crisp 20 dollar bill by my grandma i would put it in ether and ethereum i would say it's like i think you should buy some but not buy too much i think you should buy some for fun that's my that's my takeaway i I think i think crypto should probably be a little percentage of everyone's portfolio and ethereum is a really good crypto to invest in for the long term i would yeah, I would say I think crypto has a future. I think, yeah, I think it's uh, not like I would put Ethereum, I would buy Ethereum, but not at the price that it's at. I would, it's the price right now, I think is far too high. Like it's, I think about Ethereum kind of like Amazon in 1999, where Amazon has so much potential. Like there is something there, but like, its value was way over, like way overblown. It ended up crashing. But then, over the long term, Amazon did become like an incredible, like huge company. You know, so I think that there's like a better buy price than right now, when like it is so hyped. Zach, what do you think? I think that Ethereum is going to hit 10k this year, and I think that if you're smart, you would put in. <laughs> 25 to 50% of your portfolio. <laughs> no, Which is dude, what I'm doing. Bro, put it into Safe Moon like we are. <laughs> dude, I don't let's not even talk about Safe Moon. That's that's for the Patreon subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, let's edit this part out. I just gave away our, our most prized tip. <laughs> dude, Jake Paul's in. I'm in. <laughs> dude, Jake Paul and Lil Yachty, my kings. Um, you see Meek Mill put 50k into Dogecoin, dude. Oh hell! Should yeah. I buy some Doge? I'm like, I'm tempted. You absolutely. I, I honest to God have no clue what's at. Like it's. I mean, obviously no one does, but it's it's so confusing and it's. Just, I mean, good for people who invested. It's so crazy. This is say. even bigger than GameStop, right? In terms of growth, right? 
definitely. It's at yeah. like over a thousand percent, right? From the beginning yeah. oh, of the year. Yeah. Man. And the, the the craziest stat of the ones that are like if you put in your twelve hundred dollar stimulus check right when it came out, the first one into um Doge, like now it would be worth like five hundred K basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god makes me want to fucking get under a peloton <laughs> all right welcome to the business idea segment of the podcast where one of us will pitch a business idea to the other three of us and then the other three will say whether or not they like the idea whether they'd invest in it. Uh, so for this week, I'll be pitching a business to my three radiant co-hosts. Radiant, oily, delicious co-hosts. Uh, I just want to say it's hot in the studio. It is. It's hot in the stew. But this is when you're making the best. You know, DJ Khaled, I think, said in an interview that he turns the heat up. Like he turns a thermostat up 10 degrees when he's recording to get the best, uh, to, to get the best tracks, which is what I do. I did. I don't know if you guys knew that, but my thermostat right now is on like 78. So, uh, you so, guys remember when he was on a wave shark and got stuck in the middle of the ocean? Oh my God. <laughs> I, remember like that no. <laughs> I used to have a fucking printout of his photo. <laughs> King shit. Sorry, sorry, Bijan. We keep a distract. Go, go ahead. Go. No, no, no. I mean that actually like is a nice segue to to my pitch, which is jet skis are fun. You know what's also fun? I was thinking about are go karts. What was the last time you all fun. have been on a go kart? Nick, it was probably when me and you. And yeah, we went out to that weird pit in uh, out of Austin and and did it. Yeah, yeah, it was a, go, a it was like a go kart track, and you would go sixty miles an hour on like these like rickety things. The engine was like in between your legs. Yeah, yeah. Like... You're just describing riding a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it, sorry. Are we circling everywhere? Are we circling <laughs> back to the South Asian cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do declare there's a new Raj in town. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh dude, that was dude, good. That was good. Dude, <laughs> Walker Tika Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Walker Tika Ranger. That's so good. <laughs> uh, nice to meet you. I'm Rajesh Wayne. <laughs> So, uh, go-karting is fun, and I was thinking about how it's a tragedy that we don't go-kart more in society. <laughs> like, if you think about it, I feel like I've only go-karted probably two or three times in my life. <laughs> Wait, can I just interrupt you real quick? What, what could this be? Because isn't the fix for that that we just go to go-karting places that already exist? No, Ro- Rohit, don't get up the gun here. I'm, I'm excited for whatever Bijan I'm taking it. I'm t- I will just say, there, there have been many a debate on the congressional floors about how Americans are not go-karting enough. <laughs> <laughs> Inner city kids don't have enough access to go-karts. China is ranked way ahead of us in the go-karting <laughs> averages. Yeah. yeah, actually, Estonia also has weirdly good go-karting. Like, you yeah, it's like one of those, uh, they did one of those surveys of kids and it's like all American kids want to be professional YouTubers, but all Chinese kids want to be go-karters <laughs> when they grow up. <laughs> And it's a problem. 
Uh, Dude, yeah, yeah. America ranks like 68th in the world in average go kart speed. <laughs> we're, we're basically a third world country. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing in Scandinavia. You know, they pay their go karters six figures, and that's why they're so good. <laughs> uh, no, I was just thinking, it's like it's a tragedy that we don't go kart more because it's so fun. It's like a little car that goes fast, and you race your friends. Like it's fu- go karts are fucking awesome. But I was like, that's not a business. Just to say, let's go-kart more. Let's, let's build a go-kart arena. That's, like, boring. But I was thinking about how could I make go-karting, like, modern and fresh and new. Because, uh, like, if I were to say, like, let's build a go-kart place, go-karts also have problems. I mean, I think most of them run on gasoline, which is bad for the environment. As you were saying, like, Nick, with that place you went, most of them also, I just think, have a kind of rickety vibe to them i feel like most go-kart places are always run by like a really old dude in overalls who's like smoking unfiltered pall malls and it just seems dangerous and like i think that's very fun but kind of stuck in the past so i was like what if we had an all-electric go-kart place and i was like that's also not a, an idea that's just like you know that's just like making go-karts electric but then i and thought that's of, just bumper cars are those are oh yeah those are electric yeah you're right uh, but then I was like, wait a minute, go-karting is really fun, but also go-karting is a little pricey and it's bad for the environment. So basically my idea is this, what if there was a gym, right? And you pay your gym membership, like a normal gym membership. And at the gym, all the exercise you do, it's like cycling. Most of it's cycling, but there can be other things you do that generate power, but basically you cycle at the gym to generate power, and once you've generated enough power, there's a go-karting place attached to the gym, and then you're allowed to use their go-kart arena as a reward for working out. So it incentivizes you <laughs> to work out, and it's totally carbon neutral. Like All the power used on the go-karts are made by the exercise you're doing at the gym. So you're like it's like that Jimmy Neutron episode where you're Carl trying to power the city with his sweat, but just for a go karting place. Um, I actually haven't seen that episode, but that sounds right. Yeah, it's like basically. But then I was like, what if it's not just go karts? All the energy you create working out like lets you play on. It's not just go karts. They can also be bumper cars or other like fun games that you don't normally do, but it's powered by your working out. So it's like. Oh man, like even going to the gym more, like you're allowed to play more basically based off of the power you generated. And it's all directly related to the power you generate by working out. So th- this business is a way to get gamers in shape. Oh, see, this is why we need to bring you on as a strategist because that's a great idea. Because if we market it towards gamers, then it's like, dude, it's the best of both worlds. I like that idea. I didn't even think what, about what the if gamer you're, angle, what if but... you're What if you're differently abled and you can't contribute any? Can you still go kart? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you think differently able people can't contribute? No, they're losers. No, I just meant they can't. I just meant they can't. They can't use like a wheelchair. Or sorry, they can't use like a a treadmill. They can't use a Peloton Plus. Here's what I'm gonna say: is that this business differently abled people are allowed to come for free and use all the go karts, which have been outfitted to accommodate their needs if they need this is okay a, so we're, this is ada accessible and it's reason. everything is ada accessible that's i like that so they're they're totally welcome and encouraged to come be part everyone's invited um everyone's totally and that's the thing too is like it's it's global it can go like maybe if it, 
different countries. Vijay's idea is a go kart track where everyone's invited. <laughs> everyone's invited. It's an, work, it's an amazing but also, slogan. But you also have to work for your go kart. Like no free go kart for it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would be concerned as a customer. I feel like initially I would be skeptical. Like, is all of the electricity that I'm generating going to the game that I'm playing? Or is this company, like, harvesting my electricity and, like, using it to, like, mine Bitcoin? Like, are they, like, doing shady shit? Oh, so here's what I was thinking. You know how in a brewery uh, there's, like, a glass wall and you can see them making beer that you're drinking? Sure. Everything is totally transparent. All the wiring. Like, you see (laughs) the power being conducted to power the go-karts. I like that. So to be, just, just to clarify, when you see, like like a uh, electrical line can you tell how much electricity is traveling through those oh yeah i mean my mind's always thinking in joules so uh <laughs> <laughs> there's one of those little meter things and it, it gives you an exact readout so you know exactly where your energy is going towards i don't yeah i mean that's cool I... I just like go kart. I think we should just do normal go karting. I feel we like don't need I we don't need like, to make it so PC. Yeah, I feel like what you've done is is your original like your the original thought where it's like people don't go kart. So it's like, what if we added working out this thing that people also avoid in order to do go karting? Oh yeah, we avoid it, dude. Not me. I'm crossfitting, but sorry. No, but if it, <laughs> but if if the price point was cheap, like as cheap as like going to a gym, I would much rather go kart. Oh, I see, I see. But you'd have to work out like, and then go kart. Yeah, I would much rather work out for an hour and then go kart for an hour than just work out for like ninety minutes and then just go home. Yeah. See, there's a built-in like incentive, and that's that's the key is that the price is low because. Like, we don't have to pay power bills because all the power is generated in-house by Smart. the people exercising. So wait, um, instead of then, let's remove the go-kart aspect of it. Why doesn't every gym just make this part of their model that you just, you're working out powers the lights well, here's the that, thing. I mean, that's that's really smart. What if, like, here? I like this idea. <laughs> I, I really don't think it is, Zach, but thank you. No, 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 no. no. I mean, as as compared to the idea pitched by Bijan, that's very smart. <laughs> Just to convert it into a go-kart operation. I like this. Okay, wait. Let me, this is the sign of a good pitch meeting when your investors are like, we're coming up with new ideas. I like that, Rohit. What if that's the flagship business is like, a converter thing that converts the workout power into the power the go-karting is maybe just like a side business what if the fundamental technology is the patent we have which is like using gym power to power the gym and then we install it and plant fitnesses i mean ideas vishan's ideas are always centered on the fact that like we're just gonna create like a magical technology (laughs) also i think dude that's that's not magic bijan i'm fucking in yeah wait also i'm I'm in with everything i've got wait bijan i think i do think the hamster wheel has been patented already i mean this is essentially a hamster like yeah but has the bench press to electricity yeah 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 point that's true that's true yeah you fucking moron the elliptical (laughs) generator (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was ridiculous i'm (laughs) you've never thought about a bench press to electricity conversion you idiot you convert the muscle muscle power into electricity dude yeah i mean the the answer is right there in front of me i don't know that was the (laughs) 
Yeah, that's dude, Newton's third law, dude. I mean, also, I, I feel like a simpler fix for this would just be to have solar panels on the roof of gyms. What if it's both? Oh, wait, I like that, too. Like, what if, like, there's also solar panels? So, like, the whole theme of this business is power. And it's about how, like, you create <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. dude! Project Power. Definitely, <laughs> you create power, dude. Yeah, so there's also like a nuclear site. <laughs> Premise. It just like we're just... getting the fusion. Also, the it could be located with solar panels on like a dam, and we're also like getting that hydroelectric too. A one stop. I kind of like the name. Shop? I like the name. The Project Power. Project Power, dude. And it's That's kind of cool. Power. So it is a gym slash uh renewable energy resource manufacturer slash go-karting place yeah slash recreational arena slash men's club oh. slash men's club that's the thing it, it is males only unfortunately that's been <laughs> baked into the business oh, everyone has to wear a suit yeah, at all times listen listener you should know that all of our ideas have always been men only <laughs> by the way no matter also it's, it's like an old school uh, athletic like you have to know two members to get in and they have to write you a recommendation <laughs> yeah it's like the freemasons you have to... <laughs> it's also a secret society <laughs> uh so zach's on board rohit seems like he's on board uh project i like i'm on board just for the name that's cool project power i mean that's it, it, it i did steal the name from a movie on netflix that's pretty bad with jamie fox oh i didn't know it's a movie Damn. that's good because we'll get we'll start off the business by getting embroiled in a lawsuit which just all press is good press baby and like we just use that that's to true. launch the that's business true. further nick i feel like you might have some reservations but i feel like you'd be a great addition to the team no dude nick is anthony bourdain no reservations <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh shit is is andrew zimmer in, in here because i was just taken to an what does he say strange places or i was just taking to a strange uh, bizarre place. eats you eating a bug right now bro that's cool <laughs> Why is it that every celebrity chef has like this like sordid uh, origin story of like heroin abuse? <laughs> That's what Ina Garden did before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, her husband found her in a ditch outside of their home. <laughs> I love you, Jeffrey. <laughs> Make me stop doing speedballs. <laughs> so Nick, you're on board. Yeah, fuck it. I'll put my entire life savings in it. There we go. <laughs> Hat trick three on board. Damn. All right, boys. Welcome. To the first business meeting of Project Power. First off, you're all getting $100,000 bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> well done, gentlemen. Our work here is done. Wow, that was a good day, baby. Let's go home now. <laughs> all right, we re- we ready for this next segment? Uh-huh. We ready. All right. We actually, we do need a name for this segment, I feel like. I feel like we were saying defining a term, but. The mosque. This is the mosque. All right. We're going with it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, we're going to masjid. Uh, this is the. Or define ass boys. I like, like the. Define ass boys. Defi- <laughs> I like that. Define. <laughs> Define, define ass comma boys like d-e-f-i any hyphen ass boys with a yeah D. define ass boys where the boys are gonna 
define define ass boys is where the fine ass boys define a term for the fine ass boys <laughs> there it is there it is you just about you're gonna get fined because you're a fine ass boy Ooh, uh not don't... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> who gonna slap me uh where you know i'm new to all this stock stuff i just got into it like two weeks ago and i'm still confused about a lot of stuff and these men are knowledgeable. They read about stuff and they research stuff they put their money into. So I'm going to give them a term or concept, an idea, and they're going to have to explain it to me in layman's terms for the average, the everyman. I'm Bruce Springsteen now, blue collar, New Jersey guy with a dream. And they're going to have and, to tell and me. A, and a podcast with Barack Obama. And a podcast with Barack Obama. And they're going to have to tell me how to get rich. So. And now this is not a term, so that's why I'm like, let's keep the definition broad. But I think it's a good thing to discuss, and I something I don't totally understand. And I'd like you guys to explain. How are companies valued? I feel like Nick should, should take this. Uh, how, does, how do you get to value? What is valuation? Like, how how do you determine when you say a company's worth how much money? How does that work? So there's, there's like, different... There's, like, a lot of different valuation metrics that you can use. And it's... How swag there's some, is it? Yeah, well, actually, that is. <laughs> How fucking chill the, logo the most is. important metric to me. No, but, I mean, that is to some extent. I mean, there's like tangible and intangible assets, right? So you have like tangible assets, or like you have like cash, or you have a factory, or you, you know what I mean? Like there are, or like, say, like, you know, like even if you just like have like brick and mortar stores or anything like that. Like, anyway, it's intangible, just literally how swag your company is. No, intangible is like uh, like kind of like Bro, it's public, nodding. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like what like what public perception of like nah, your company is. Right? Nah, nah, nah. Wait till I get my money right. That's what I'm <laughs> gonna say <laughs> yes. when I'm in the boardroom. <laughs> oh, so in, intangible, like, but so you can't. Can you assign a do- a dollar value to your company's intangible assets? N- not really. Like you can estimate. Like I mean, it's sort of like um. Like, you know, like, uh, like McDonald's, for example, right? Like you went to McDonald's as a kid. And so you now have like memories of McDonald's and it like holds a certain place in your head. Right. And so like McDonald's always has that over you. Like, and that's no matter, an intangible asset. And that's like an intangible asset. It's like your like feeling like Apple, like people love Apple stuff. Like they have it as part of like their identity. Like Apple is like, you know, like many, mm-hmm. in many ways. Like, I use freaking are. photo booth at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Every mall Rohit goes to all the, in the Apple store, it's like his selfie. In, in the yeah, in 2021, of- I go to every mall and. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. You were like, oh, screaming at the mall doors to like let him in without mess, so you could take the perfect photo. <laughs> so a company's value is based. The valuation is based off of the tangible assets, which are like the McNuggets, and then intangible assets, which are like the name recognition of McDonald's. Yes, and then you also have to factor in um, like future earnings, right? So it's like, okay, so like this is what the company is like worth right now. I think around right. Um, but like, where do I project the growth to be based on, you know, do I think it's going to grow? Like it's earnings are going to go like 20% a year, like, you know, 15, 10. But, but at, a, at a super high level, a company's current valuation is literally just how many stocks are out there times the value of the stock. 
right? Like how many how many shares is the company split up into, and then what's the price of each share? Yeah, I mean that's true, and that's like I mean, and that's the thing is so like I mean it's there's it's hard like if not impossible to like actually pin down because the true value of a company, right? But the idea is over the long term it will average out to about what the value of the company is, right? So it might be overvalued, it might be undervalued, but it will always tend towards, like, if earnings and, like, business grows, it should tend over the long term to average out to what that is. So when you see an article and it's like, this company is worth this many million, they're referring to... How many yeah. stocks there are times how much? Apple Apple is worth what like 130 times I'm I'm looking at it right now times 17 16.7 billion shares and that equals 2.14 trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, but then it gets into like what what like creates share price. Yeah, that's Yeah, so like valuations like like there's there's valuations are like temporary and like you know, like it can change all the time, right? Like the market is obviously always, but like there's like some fundamental like things that you can look at in a business to say like, this is like what it's actually producing, right? Holy shit. I just saw that I'm looking at GDP by country. Apple would be the eighth largest country by market cap if they were realized in value. There's worth over two trillion dollars, and Brazil's two point oh trillion. Wait, what? At eighth, what's it? What at, are the two countries it's between? If it were a country, France and Brazil. Damn, Damn. Those, those are not like bullshit. You know, like you know. Spoilers. Yeah, man. Freaking Steve Apple, dude. He did something big. He had a big idea, a big dream. Um, and then he got cancer. And then refused, or he didn't refuse treatment, but he like, he tried to, he was just like, nah, let me eat fruits. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just be vegan. (laughs) Yeah. I want a papaya. (laughs) Give me a papaya. (laughs) Give me a papaya dog stat. (laughs) All I need in this life of sin is a papaya. That was his song. He'd sing that everywhere he went. Damn. Rip to, rip to Steve Jobs. That, yo, enough said right there. Dude. Um, moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you could take a moment of silence with us for Steve Jobs. Um, we want to do shout outs. Plugs. Yeah, let's plug it up. Let's get plugged. Uh, plug, 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 plug. Who has a GC um, plug? What's big? What's going on? What's hot right now? Oh, I'm calling it now that uh, Elon Musk is going to shoot himself. On, on TV? Uh, yeah, on Saturday night. And then we're recording this on Thursday before everyone, so just know that I called it. On air suicide? I'm also calling that the Queen of England is going to die next week. Whoa. <laughs> How can we timestamp this though? What what's the most recent tweet you're seeing right now? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, Rohit on God is saying if Rohit he's agreed. Also, if he does, if these predictions don't come true, he's giving each of us ten ether. 
Wait, wait, wait. You can't say most recent tweet because you can just backfill and lie. Uh, how okay, do you time so... verbally? Oh, go on the New York Times. What's the top article? How about that? But why can't you just, you can use the Wayback Machine and see what it was for oh, that is true. five days ago. You can't like backdate, you know what I mean? All right, yeah, so Rohit is plugging time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I feel like your minds are blown right now. <laughs> no, I'm plugging the Queen of England is going to die next week, and I've called it here. And Elon Musk is going to shoot himself on live TV. Nah, that was a joke. I think the episode will be fine. I think everyone's going to watch oh, it. But it'll be that fine. one is a joke, but the Queen of England <laughs> dying is not a joke. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get investigated, but I, she will unfortunately pass away this, this week. And wait, is this just like, has there been news about this, or do you just feel this in the air? No, I just have a good feeling. Wait, here, Rohit, here's what you do. Hold up your iPhone... Mm-hmm. With the date and time on it, and we'll screenshot it and post that on Instagram. The Queen <laughs> okay, of England. That's fine, but but I can say that we can still fake that. But yes. Oh my. All right. God. So we're gonna say if she if the Queen of England does not pass away by let me look at the date. What is like next Sunday, eleven fifty nine p.m. Or sorry, next uh, by Saturday. May sixteenth. Yeah. By yeah yeah. So like May fifteenth, eleven fifty nine fifty nine. Then mm-hmm. row hit fucked up. I'll, do, you, I'll, do you think she's going to die of natural causes or she's going to get like murdered in the next week? Nah, it's going to be her ticker heart attack. A widow, the widow, the classic widow maker straight <laughs> to that fucking week of the minor aorta. Done. Do you, Done. can you just feel this as like a, as a subject, as a colonial subject? Right. Of the well, I'm, an empath, I, I'm an empath. So that's <laughs> <what> I <know. laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Rohe can tell the health of uh, anyone's heart that he's near. <laughs> <laughs> Rohit, how are my ventricles? (laughs) (laughs) You have beautiful ventricles. (laughs) All nine of them. (laughs) Um, Anyways, yeah, my my plug is the queen dying this week. So I'm sorry to her family. Yo, I'm plugging a fucking great book that I just read that like really fucked me up. It's called The Drama of the Gifted Child. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a, a psychotherapy novel uh not novel it's it's a therapy resource that my therapist made me read uh in hopes that i would uh tackle some challenges in my family life it really fucked me up it's pretty good uh, i would highly suggest anyone out there read it if uh you had difficulties with your parents what is the are you the gifted child Look, I don't want to say that. Just... <laughs> yeah, I feel like this plug turned into a flex. <laughs> no, no, no. I, will, I will say the book makes it very clear on page one. It's like it's not talking about like in- intellectually gifted children. It's emotionally intellectually gifted children. Oh, like and empaths like me. Yes. Yeah, no, bro, that's what I'm saying. You got to fucking read this book, dude. <laughs> Dude, open up your freaking It's chocolate. big on TikTok. I, I went on TikTok. It's all over there. What, it's called The Drama of the Emotion? The Drama of the Gifted Child, The Search for the True Self by Alice Miller, who's a German author. And this book came out in like the late 70s. Dude, you must. It's short. You could read it in a day. You must love this book because you love drama. You don't drama, know how fucking dude. slow I read. <laughs> you, dude, dude, you know I love drama. Baby. <laughs> Zach TNT Rice. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Zach is the closer with Kyra Sedgwick. Sorry, um, Nick. Kira, you fucking moron. It's Kira? Oh, yeah, you said no. this a few episodes ago, too. Yeah, because she's Dude, married to Kevin Bacon, who got ripped off by Bernie Madoff. It's Kira. No. Nick, what's your plug? Uh, uh, I've been 
uh, had this earlier. Um, this hot sauce. Secret Dude, artwork. that shit is artwork is so yeah. Uh, the Serrano Banero green sauce, very good. Very Ooh. good. Where do you find that? Um, I got it online somewhere. I assume it's <laughs> okay. Miniclip.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on E Bombs World. Hot sauce. Nick was playing Heli Attack 3, got an ad for Aardvark Hot Sauce. <laughs> yeah, we're on a uh, two adult flash games.com. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you won't last five minutes. <laughs> and then I did, and so they gave me hot sauce. I made the anime girl orgasm, and then a package of hot sauce showed up in my house within 30 seconds somehow. <laughs> my husband died, and all I want to do is fuck. And do you want some hot sauce? <laughs> uh, Bijan, what you got, player? I got a culinary plug as well. Uh, I randomly bought a bag of Jelly Bellies, and I hadn't eaten them in a while, and I want to plug Jelly Bellies. I think we should take a moment to appreciate them. They're only I know they're only four calories a bean, and they're made with like actual <laughs> juice, like of the flavor. And they're oh, they're they're made with buttered popcorn juice. <laughs> or, I guess the fruit ones are made with juice. Yeah, there's a an, an old Italian woman stomps on the popcorn and gets. The- <laughs> Gets the juice out of no, it. No, no, no. She wears mud flaps or whatever. <laughs> mud flaps. <laughs> Gum shoes. Gum shoes? Is that what they're called? Dude, she wears fucking dirt spatulas. <laughs> yeah, she's freaking rolling coal while uh, stomping wine. <laughs> but what um, I like about them is also, like, you can't just pick up a handful and eat them because, like, you might get, like, two flavors that don't go together. So it kind of forces you to take one jelly belly at a time and savor it and be present in the moment. And he's just plugging portion control. <laughs> uh, but also, I just I feel like they're one of those classic candies, you know, like a Hershey bar, a Charleston chew. It's like it, it seems like a candy brand that has like a history. And uh, I don't know. It's it's cool. Is a Charleston chew a classic candy? I mean, they're bad, but I I think they are like. Charleston Chew seems like one of those candies like Necco wafers that's like been around forever. Oh, like that your great grandpa ate or something. Yeah. Wait, you guys ever try Abba Zabba? Those are really good. Yeah, they are. It is taffy on the inside, peanut butter. Ooh, that sounds good. You know what I you know you know what I really like the candy? Is that like uh I think they're called cowtails. It's the caramel. With the inside is like cream. Those are really good. Oh. I also like the little the little ones, right? That, yeah, that, that's what I'm talking. Yeah, about. yeah. Whoa, they're like uh, they're like in your grandma's candy dish, but they're like the candy that everyone goes after. Yeah, interesting. They're they're called cow tails, as though a cow is telling you a story. <laughs> oh wait, really? <laughs> yeah, like similar to oh, dragon god, tails. Oh god, dude, come on, Rohan, give it to us. Give us the the Indian version of a cow. What's an Indian cow tail? <laughs> <laughs> Please well. don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> they got a saying back where I'm from. <laughs> My partner. Are you Krishna. telling me a cowtail, fella? <laughs> Take it from you. Take it.
Not Financial Advice is a production of Disney Plus, with editing by Xavier Ratnofsky and music by Chris Gilman and Will Kempner.